That's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. How is this a personnel issue? Ish? I think I really think it's just a, a player fit. Like I I think, and it again, is. this is this is partially his fault, right? These are his transfers yes. that he brought in, right? But I'm still saying I think this is just a whiff. I think this is just a whiff on you his part. You can't, you can't, it, you cannot whiff with this much talent. And I love Texas Tech. This is home. And I get to stay home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Brewer, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm feeling good, man. We got some we got some results. Some results. Capital R results to talk about. <laughs> oh, I feel great. I feel great. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning, thought I was at 100%. I thought I'd be at 100%. I was at like 95% yesterday. I woke uh-huh. up, still had a little bit of a cough. Still not 100%, but it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter. I feel great. We got some great games to talk about. We have one. I mean, you know, you know what this is. Yeah. This is the Texas podcast. <laughs> we, we talk about Texas. Well, like, well, to be to be honest, like other schools start playing some big matchups. Like both the women and the men were the first ones to to get a big marquee matchup on the docket. So, like, come yeah. on, of course we're gonna talk about them. The women played uh, a number, the number three team in the country. The men played the number two team in the country. Let's do it. Let's do yep. it. Baylor has Virginia today. Um, not quite the uh, the ratings pool that Texas Gonzaga was. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that to that later a little bit. Um, Texas Gonzaga though, let's let's talk about it. Let's do um, it, man. Texas into the game um, at home. We both predicted Texas to win. Texas was mm-hmm. a very slight favorite, I think a one point favorite. Uh, the number eleven team in the country going against the number two team in the country, Gonzaga, who would um, camp who was coming off of a a game against um, Michigan State where they barely won it. They pulled it out uh, on the aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, Gonzaga's non-conference schedule is, is loaded yeah. and we were like okay let's see what Texas got last year when these two teams played Gonzaga you know, beat them pretty good up there in, um, in Washington this was redemption this is a very different team for both squads no Chet Holmgren obviously and Texas has a bunch of new players as well Texas ends up winning the game 93-74 to in a game that it didn't really look close outside of the first I don't know eight minutes, something like that. Like Texas was up 10 at halftime and we all just kind of kept waiting for their shooting to come back down to earth. We kind of waited for their offense to come back down to earth because the whole thing, Chris Beard, we were like, all right, you know, I took, I think I took, no, I didn't take the under in this game, but I was thinking, no, I took Texas to win it. Mm-hmm. But I was like looking at it like, dang, that's a lot of points. I might take the under in that game. They end up, you know, combining to score 170 points. So yeah. um, where do you want to start with this game? Um, I guess I want to start with, we, I mean, we can talk about the offense, but like, I don't know, man, this one was a big defensive performance for me. Um, because it looked like, uh, I think hoop vision on Twitter tweeted it out where it looked like Texas's plan was one, 
have basically the entire defense focuses on Drew Timmy if he gets the ball in the post, right? So like once he got the ball in the post, they kind of threw anybody at him basically because they knew they were going to double him eventually, and so they, they really weren't cared about the matchup. Because um, I think Timmy, I want to say Timmy finished like he finished seven to ten, but it was like he only got those ten shots, right? Yeah. Uh, nine, he, yeah, five turnovers, eighteen and nine, so like a good scoring game, but like they in a game where you're you have basically one upperclassman veteran on the road like you want him having 20 touches right like 25 shots something like that and texas one when he got the looks he turned the ball over two he never got easy entry passes or things like that um the other thing was they really activated a really interesting like off ball um strategy to where gonzaga couldn't get into their motion at all once somebody got the ball there was a uh, once once somebody got past half court there was somebody pressed up on the ball care on the ball handler but then also they were very aggressive on anybody going to get the ball and so like there weren't any easy you know give offs there weren't any any easy handoffs and it, it it was a very disciplined defensive game plan it reminded me i tweeted it reminded me a little bit of Baylor's game plan against them in the national title game where it looked like Bay- Gonzaga hadn't been used to a team that could athletically match them defensively um because it looked like in that national title game we kind of we were kind of taken aback by Gonzaga being like shook by being pressed for basically you know a full game and defensively it looked I don't know do, do we uh, like I said we can talk about the shooting for Texas but that was the one thing that you know Gonzaga can run with teams but the fact that they weren't able to get into it offensively really themselves uh, they didn't really look comfortable to me um, I, 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 I don't want to rain, start, already start raining on the parade. I, I don't, I really don't. Um, I just, I think you make a lot of good points. I think you're right on all those counts. I think defensively their game plan was excellent. Um, and I think they executed at a high level. I think they have really good defenders to no one's surprise. I think they have really good athletes. Chris Beard is an awesome defensive coach. We know all this. And the, um, other, the, other, the other thing was, um, and I don't, I don't want people to look at the, the the box score and be like, oh, well, they shot whatever percentage. Texas took about 10, 11 more shots in that first half, right? Like, Gonzaga's shots did not come easy. There weren't those easy fast – I, I want to say they had two fast break points as a whole, right? They did not get into quick offense. And I thought that was a defensive adjustment from Texas and Chris Beard going into it, and I thought that was impressive. But I know you want to talk about the shooting, and I know you want to talk about this team being – no, 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 not even that. We, we'll get to good, that. Good. Okay, I was going to say, because, we'll I mean, we that. talked about how bad this team was to watch last year, so we'll, I, I can we'll, understand if people want to talk about the offense. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the offense in a second. Um, sure. I was going to start off raining on the parade a little bit. I just don't think Zach is very good. I I was going to get into that later. And I said um, that. I, I yeah. Coming off to Michigan State, they should have lost to Michigan State. Let's let's be hundred percent. Oh, Michigan, Michigan I think State, Michigan State is very good. I think if they play that game not on an aircraft carrier, I think yeah. they probably win that game. <laughs> not with the sun in their eyes. That, I, I'm sorry. It's cool. Amazing. I love the setting, but we we need we got to stop playing basketball yeah. games on aircraft I mean, carriers. Yeah, I mean, there's not a gym by. Just invite all those all those you know veterans. Yo, put it put it in the hangar, right? Put it in gym. a hangar hangar bay. That's cool, right? Oh, right. God. That'd be cool. Look, I I outside of Drew Timmy, I think this is probably one of his worst teams at Gonzaga in a long time. I think it's his I mean, worst team. I've watched, I've watched their Michigan State game at Texas games now. Offensive, I mean, 
They don't got they don't got the guys. They don't got the guys. No. That that Which, team two years ago, that was that team. Like that the team that Baylor blew. I really think going back to that season, I wish they would have played that that regular season matchup because I got canceled for COVID. Yeah. I wish we would have played that because I think the national title would have been better. But mm-hmm. that team, that was that team. That was yeah. uh, uh capital T that team, right? <laughs> Even last year, it's like you have Timmy yeah, and Holmgren. It's like okay. And, uh, they had Nemhard too, right? Back for yeah. that team. Yeah, yeah so like too. yeah, no, there's no I don't know. There I don't like the surrounding cast this like yeah. when we can we can transition this to talk about the offense but like when texas was hitting i was like i don't know who gonzaga yeah. goes to right i was yeah. like what you just keep it felt like watching which is weird talking about texas it felt like watching when the warriors used to play the grizzlies where it's like warriors would hit a three and it's like what, you, what do you do you dump it in the post to zach randolph and hopefully he gets a <laughs> like it felt like they didn't yeah. have that answer from the outside yeah. like they would normally in other years Yes, exactly. So I, I that 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 much I do want to get out of the way. Which okay, that's already raining on the parade a little bit. I was about to um, say, uh, the tech, I think Texas is now one of one in Kempom, which I think they're certainly top five in Kempom. But that's I think that's because Kempom had Gonzaga rated pretty high in Kempom, um, which I just I I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> Texas, Texas. Oh my god. Okay, are we looking at the best team in the country? Oh my gosh. Okay, we got to start asking questions now. Look. <laughs> The way that this team looked from a depth perspective, from it a looked shooting phenomenal, perspective, man. That from was athleticism fun. perspective, every single perspective, yeah. Texas looked like a Final Four team. I mm-hmm. was floored. I was floored. And not, not even just the three-point shooting, which they ended the game 13 to 33. But I think at one point they were – I know at one point they were 11 of 21, so right. which is well over – I mean 50 – whatever, 5%. Um, they were getting whatever looks they wanted, any penetration they wanted. Tyrese Hunter, you, your guy off the catch was was awesome. Um, D- Dylan DeSue was hit five or seven from the field. Dylan Mitchell four or five from the field. Uh, Brock Cunningham was three or four from the field. Serge Abari Rice, even though he only went two or seven, I thought looked really under controlled, just really sure. good. Yeah. Top to bottom, Arteria Morris comes in one of six, but I, I thought he was fine. It's like. Uh, an outstanding game, and it showed everything that we want this Texas team to be. Hundred percent. I think that when you look at when you look at what went right, right, you can look at the highlights. Tyrese Hunter looks like looks like the star he was in the tournament last year for Iowa State. Um, I, I tweeted this: Arterio Morris. He's a guy who's playing on eleven, and if they can tone that down to like eight. I think yeah. he's perfect, right? I think there was some shot selection issues with him. He, I think there was one possession where he shot an early three. Gonzaga drove down the court. Texas got to stop. They pushed the ball in transition. Then he shoots another early three and misses. Like, he misses both, and it was like, all right, bring it down, right? Um, but you see the talent and the confidence there with him. He hit a late uh, shot, a shot late in the shot clock later in the game. That was really impressive. Um, uh, Dylan, uh, Dylan Mitchell somebody who like again flashes that athleticism i think he's somebody who texas fans are kind of waiting to have a really big game right he kind of flashed he almost had a double double i think yeah um and then of course i mean we talked about marcus Carr off the ball man like when he's not having to be the number one guy we can talk about tyrese hunter's off ball shooting or uh, shooting off the dribble which i thought again was great and we mentioned that in before but marcus Carr stepping into the some of those shots man that was like Okay, that's the dude that we wanted to see last year, right? It feels like they have complementary pieces. And if Jabari Rice can be somebody off the bench that they count on, um, 
like if Brock Cunningham can play 10 minutes a game and you can just have I, the funniest part about that was he played like 12 minutes and he looked like the most tired guy on the floor. Like every time they showed him, he was drenched in sweat. And it was like, if you could just have him play 10 minutes and just like make somebody's life hell. And like, he's like, Hey, look, just give me two minutes, a, a, a sprint, right. Give me a sprint to two minutes and we'll put you in a couple times a game and just give me everything you got for those two or three. You're going to have a dude who's like driving teams crazy. Cause yeah. they don't know what he's about to do. The funniest yeah, thing I, is the yeah. funniest thing is for anybody who's played pickup, you know, Oh, the you guys, know exactly what type of player that is. The guys you hate playing against the most are the guys that are just sweating. And you're just like, I'm not touching you. Like, <laughs> where, where I, you can, you have the ball. Here, take it. Right, right. Like, no, you're not, I'm not touching you. And that's, I don't want to, I don't want to guard him. His shirts, his jersey's exactly. all wet. You're like, what is exactly. that? <laughs> it's like, no, like, nah, man. And the thing is, if they're in like the wife beat or whatever it is, like the tank top. And then that's worse than them being even like shirtless because then it's just like, yeah. No, and he's running like the fastest of anybody on the court because you're just like, you're still going this hard, right? You're going this hard. Exactly. Bro. That's Brock. No, I, yeah, exactly. And if they, like I said, last year he was playing like 20 minutes again. If they can get him 10 to 15 in this mold, that's the perfect role for him. And he's going to be pissing off some, some, some scores this year because it's like, why is this dude playing so hard? <laughs> I mean, we have to look from a, I, I don't think they are going to a shoot 33 threes sure. in, a, in most games. They shot right. half their shots from three. I was about like, to say they is, shot. I think they shot. Let me see. They're shooting like below 30% for the year from three. Right. So that's not, that's, that is an they absolute went four of 14 against UTEP. They went three of 22 against, <laughs> against a uh, uh, Houston Christian, right? This is not a good shooting team, it, but if they can be around last year, which is about, I will say though, just below 35. Say, this team is more um, capable of getting hot, obviously. Yes. yes which is yes. which is big. Which yes. is big. That can win. Last year game they like could it. not get. Last year, last year like they, they could not get hot. Last year they had no shot at making making threes. If they shot thirty three, they'd make you know eight. You could I, tell I, if I Courtney Ramey missed his first shot, they were not making any threes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Last year's team was not capable of getting hot, and they couldn't shoot. This right. team, I, I don't think they're a great shooting team, but they're at least capable of these games, and mm-hmm. and that is. I, I want to give credit, I think, also to Chris Beard for letting this game be in a more open court game than what I this thought it was. This is the most be. running I think I've seen a Chris Beard team do offensively in a long time. I mean, I can't remember. That's what caught me off guard more than anything was that they they weren't slowing it down at all. They were no. running. They were putting pull-up transition threes, attacking the rim in transition. I mean, I I don't know. if This kind of goes back to I thought while watching the game, I kept thinking about what we were saying last year about, all right, Chris, you got all these talented players now. You're mm-hmm. going to have to make changes. You're right. going to have to evolve. You're going to have to adapt your game to them. I'm not saying you have to give up playing great defense or anything like that or sure. you know, taking the arrow ball at times and getting good shots. This is what we had hoped for last year. Mm-hmm. This is why we kept hammering that point home last year is because this is what it needs to look like. You don't have to play at this pace every single game, but against a team like Gonzaga – where you are clearly more talented and they're going to be clearly more talented in almost every game they play this year. You're going to, you can do this. You're capable of running, running the court and playing in a more open court game. And I think that's a huge development for this team and for yep. coach. Beard. Yep. hundred percent. I, I'm really looking forward to, like, I thought they solved most of their issues with their offseason acquisitions um, and bringing who they did back. I thought they solved it. And I, man, I, I don't know. I'm looking right. at this. I'm looking at the schedule right now and they don't, they got three easy games coming up or sorry, two easy games coming up. Then they play Creighton and Illinois. 
And yes. if they come out and do what they do against both of those teams, which I think they absolutely can, um, man, we're looking at something pretty special. Because after outside of that, they're the after they get past those games, the hard part of their non-conference is done. Like they don't yeah. play really anybody in, at a conference anymore. The um, last point I'll make: um, yep. they are currently ninety fifth in offensive tempo and one three hundred twenty eighth in defensive tempo. I think that is perfect. That is exactly yeah. where this team needs to be. Around 100 yes. on offense, and then just obviously the defense will suffocate teams and force them to take longer possessions. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what this team needs to be. And so, uh, full full credit to Chris Beard for for having that evolution and that you know freedom with the offense because it's not easy for coaches that right. are used to playing one way or used to having control of an offense and just kind of letting them play. So, mm-hmm. um, but I I agree and. We'll see how much Texas moves up the rankings. Um, when does the yeah. first AP poll come out? Like when do? Uh, that's a good question. I'm when do sure. these? When do these polls start? I know the women's had their first one. I think on Wednesday or something like that. Yeah, or, I think the men. Let me see. That's a good so, question, actually. Yeah, I got to figure out when. When because Gonzaga's been number two for far too long. I've right. had to look at the two next to Gonzaga's name. I think they drop Mon. I think they drop Mondays. Okay. Okay. So let's Monday, say yeah, Monday. they drop on Monday. So I'm hmm. assuming yeah. Yeah. That's so let's see. I'm, Texas was 11, so I'm, I'm assuming they'll easily. I'm trying to think who's lost. Um, Gonzaga obviously, Kentucky lost, Gonzaga, Kentucky lost, Tennessee lost, Duke lost. Well, Tennessee, Tennessee wasn't ahead of them. Okay, um, I'm looking at Kemp on right now, so I'm just spinning. Yeah, up. yeah, but um, um I think it's that's like, about okay. It. Houston so, will probably be above them still. Um, yeah. and that's a whole debate. Houston, Baylor, Texas ish. Are we looking at like three of the top five teams in the country? Like I, think so, I don't want I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to Sure, go crazy. sure. No, I, I think I'm so, go like crazy. based off re- <laughs> like based off resume, like I I think so, man. Like I I, did, I, I mean, uh, I I saw that Houston Texas Southern game and Texas Southern hung around they were they're within 20 for a lot of the game. Yep. But man, Houston having a guy like Jarris Walker now, dude, is terrifying. Terrify like remember the whole offseason we're like, man, do they have a do they have a big? Yeah, they got a big who can dunk, who can who can shoot, who can who's t- like he's like Bro. six eight, six nine, stretch big, a rim runner, just like an absolute beast in the I that game against Texas Southern was like I was like, man, Texas Southern's doing a good job keeping with him. And then they and then like, oh, could they get this within 15 or something? And then Jairus Walker just like throws down a tomahawk. And he's like, oh my, like, no, no, they're done. Like they're, that dude's a top Ooh. 10 pick. Like he is, it's stupid how athletic he is. I um because early in the game, uh, it was, I mean, for the entire game, really, it was Marcus Sasser and Jairus Walker. Yeah, I will never get tired of walking Mar- watching Marcus Sasser. He oh, absolutely reminds not. me, he is, I mean. And this is why last podcast I I compared them to that Baylor team from two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's because Marcus Sasser plays like like all of them, like all of those Baylor guards with how but he just he has he has more sauce than them on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. I don't know how oh, to yeah. describe. Like sorry, Davion Mitchell's not hitting those shots. Like Davion Mitchell's great, can hit a lot of shots. You know, Jared, but the the swagger he has yeah. off those. Like those no, no, yeah. No, I'm trying to think. I tweeted two of them. Dude, no, he's a bucket. He's an absolute. He's, he's it, it's they. I still think they're the best team in the country, and I still think they're the best team in the state. And I, I know the strength of schedule has not been the best so far. I don't care. They've looked so good. <laughs> they've looked so good. Like they've beaten teams the way they should have been beaten, if they are that good, right? That's you look say, well, 
who they've played, who cares? They're crushing them. Like, <laughs> I think they got well, Oregon coming up this weekend, which is going to be a 35. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oregon's coming up this weekend, which is going to be yeah. a good game. So that's their first test. Yeah. Uh, they got St. Mary's on the horizon. They got Alabama coming up, Virginia. Like, they, they got a good schedule coming up, and I am very excited to see. Um, yeah. Let me that's, see. Let me. See. I, I didn't bring. I didn't bring up his final box score. Jairus Walker finished with nineteen points. Tw- nineteen points, six rebounds, two assists, a block, and a steal. Yeah, he and he was one of one from three, nine of eleven from the floor. Like just he he's yeah. again. Get eyes on him this season so far. Like just get if before. What I want to watch him in a game where they're expected to win by twenty because you just want to see him go off. Like I <laughs> go off. Watch him when he knows he's the best player and the most athletic player on the court because it is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> No. Um, also, like you said, Texas Southern, I thought actually put up a really good fight. Yeah, I was about to say, that yeah like, they were they were good for most of that game, and then Houston no just said, you know what, Southern. we're we're tired of we're tired of this team hanging around. Yeah, it, but Texas Southern was playing their third game in four nights. I yeah. was really impressed by how the effort they put up, but you know that's just crazy. Um, keep the good times rolling here. Uh, Sam Houston State beat Utah last night. Man, um, the Bearcats, man, they keep doing it. They're gonna be, be something, huh? Doing it. I don't know what's in the water in Huntsville over there. Quay Grant is back, baby. Twenty-two points, eight of fifteen, four assists, three rebounds. Dude, and they're Come playing. Now. How many guys did they play? One, two. They played about ten. Ten guys, double digits. Yeah, they played about ten. Yeah. Like that, they have depth. They have a leading scorer, obviously, in Quay Grant. Um, they didn't even shoot the ball very well. They shot five of nineteen from three, but. They shot 12 or 14 from the free throw line. So they shot 38% from the field. Like defensively, yeah. I think they were 10 or 11 point underdogs in this game. Like to hold Utah to 55 points. I don't know, man. They they got it. They're 5-0. and yep, Ranked San two. Houston State. I was about to say, they're, <laughs> they're going to be asking for some, uh, some respect now because they got Ranked two them. pretty damn good wins here. And they got, I mean, they're going to be favored probably until they play Oklahoma State. Um, on December 6th, they got Northern Illinois, Nevada, Dallas Christian, and then Oklahoma State December 6th. Four and oh, not five and oh, my fault. I said four, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, this is good, man. This is awesome. Like, we didn't we didn't know what this team was going to be, really. We had they had some mystery pieces like Quay Grant coming back and was like, okay, well, he didn't do good at Wichita State. Is he, you know, yep. is he going to be pretty good? And turns out, yeah, he's picked right up, picked back up where he left, uh, in D2. Yeah. All right, um, that's it for the good times on the men's side ish. We gotta get serious. All right. Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know what you. I know what's about to happen. Ish. I told you last night. I put my house <laughs> on Texas State minus four against UTSA. <laughs> I didn't think I had to worry about it. The game was on Conference USA TV. So I said, no, yeah. I don't even need to watch. I was about to. I couldn't even watch. So I couldn't watch. <laughs> didn't want to watch. Couldn't watch. Texas State goes to San Antonio. Makes a short forty-minute drive down there, and loses to, to, to play in the rocket to play in the raucous convention <laughs> convocation center. You know, I didn't, I didn't account for that. The road, I didn't account for playing on the road. You know, that's that's tough. It's a, it's a hectic, hectic environment. Yeah, lose to UTSA sixty-one to fifty-six, and uh, <sighs> yeah. look, I I don't want to come on here and gloat because if North Texas ends up having as bad of a season as they've started, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want you to come in and gloat. You know. So I won't. Um, all I'm gonna say is, um, if you see me door dashing, 
um, in the streets of Baton Rouge <laughs> know it's because of this Texas State team. I mean, they, I mean, they got a, they got a depth problem. They like, they're trying, you know, Mason Harrell's the guy and he played fine. Tyrell Morgan was another scorer who's kind of emerged recently and they're struggling like to find anybody else. Um, and that was kind of the mystery. We didn't think obviously it would matter against the UTSA, um, but everybody else, I want to say, so Tyrell Morgan went eight of 11, Mason Harrell went eight of 18. Everybody else, one of seven, one of eight, one of six, one of four, one of six, one of four. <laughs> Nobody else made more than one shot in that game. <laughs> that that is that is. That and I'm looking at all the ones on the on the box. That is a factual statement. That. Nobody else except those two players made more than one shot in this game. They have a, it's a depth problem, right? They have no other scoring. But you would expect guys like Drew Drennan, who was on last year's team, right? I talked about Davion Sykes being a promising freshman. You would expect him to play better. Nate Martin, who's somebody they were counting on in a big way, one of eight from the floor, right? Like for a junior, a guy who's been there, I think I think he's been there four years, but he's a junior. That's somebody you expect to 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 play just play better, right? And UTSA, they the one thing I will say that's been a weird thing of Steve Henson's career, he's like four and one against Texas State. Like he's just be, he's beaten Texas I think State too. Four and two, I, probably something like that. But like, right. he has a winning record against Texas State, and it's like that's so like it made sense with the Javon Jackson yeah. teams because that was weird. But like, yeah, it's like what? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a bad loss. I'm not gonna, you know, it's a, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It's a bad loss. Um, and coming, especially coming off the Rhode Island win, which was a that's really good win. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. No excuses. Sorry about your house. Has moved. <laughs> From 313th in Kimpom to 302nd after this win. Yep. Um, I have nothing else to add. We did, I did not watch the game. It was on Conference USA TV. I was about so, to say, there's nothing else to add to that. God, I'm so tired of Conference USA TV. I was about to say, I can't wait till these games are released on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, that's it on the men's side. Uh, we have a, we have, I have five games right now from the women's side that were all interesting results. Let's start with um, my alma mater this time. Yo, uh, boy. Yeah, let's start with your own water. The North Texas Mean Green hosted Stephen F. Austin. Proceeded to get routed by Stephen F. Austin. They were down 40 points at the end of the third quarter. They fight back to make it respectable, if you want to call it that, I think. Um, More respectable? To, I mean, to lose by 31 instead of 40. 80 to 49, man. Um there's a lot there. North Tech. Okay, look. North Texas is under Jaylee Mitchell. Jaylee Mitchell has been there since 2016, mm-hmm. right? So she's been there for, for a while at this point. Maybe 2015. 15 or 16. One of the years. I think it's 16. I covered that. No, 15, 15, 15. 15, 15 right. okay. I covered that team for two years. Yeah. Okay. I kind of know how it operates, all this stuff. They have continuously been an underachieving uh, program in, in, in her, you know, in her tenure overall, mm-hmm. they've routinely come in eighth, ninth, middle of the pack in the conference USA. They have outlier years where I think it was two years ago where they finally cracked the, I think they came in third and ended up losing the first round of the tournament. Uh, last year, they, they had an awful start to the conference season, closed the year really strong. This year you have Jacqueline Moore and Quincy Noble. Two players who are undoubtedly, undoubtedly 
talented. And the two players who combined to score more than half their points last night. There's just nothing else with this. And you're going against a Stephen F. Austin program who we saw UTSA push to the mm-hmm. brink. All right. This is a Stephen F. Austin program who loses their best player, Stephanie Vischer, one of the best players in the state, loses them, has to re like build a new identity around, you know, more post play, you know, different players. All of this stuff. We again we saw UTSA push this team. It's kind of a re re remolded SFA team mm-hmm. to get blown out at home the way that they did. Yeah. In the second quarter they got scored thirty to nine. You think, okay, that's really bad. Let's go to halftime. Let's make adjustments. Let's come back. Come back. Get outscored in the third quarter, twenty five to seven. It's it's inexcusable. It's absolutely inexcusable. So um, this isn't a program where you're looking at it like, okay, well, we can give them the benefit of the doubt. Like the men's side, you know, North Texas men's, you're like, oh, we can give them the benefit of the doubt. They've won championships. They've been really, really good. Yeah. No, they, they they don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. So North Texas women, for me, it's a huge red flag, glaring red flag. Also want to give credit to Stephen F. Austin because this is a Texas podcast. Stephen F. Austin, they've had a pretty difficult non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Beat UTSA, beat North Texas. Credit to them. They're three, and, uh, three and one right now. Yeah. Beat Texas Southern. Uh, did lose to Rice, but Rice looks like the best team in the conference at this point. I think they won again last night. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I am um, just overall not imp- not. Uh, I don't think women's basketball in North Texas is in a good spot. And um, conversely, I think SFA looking good. Yeah, looking good. I was uh. I saw a little bit of it and every one, it seemed way too easy to collapse that North Texas defense. And Ayanna Johnson got some, like if she didn't get a good look, she got an easy one out, like outlet pass to somebody in the corner and they hit a three. Um, She finished with a double, double Ayanna Johnson did. It seemed like, I think they don't want to say, let me see 22 offensive boards. Yeah. That was, I was like 22 offensive boards for SFA it just didn't look like they had, and it's not even like North Texas was like completely undersized. I get it. Ayanna Johnson's really good. Um, Avery Brittingham's really good, but like they weren't, they're not towering over North Texas. Right. And so, yeah, it, it's very, it was very concerning. I think, let me see, 19 turnovers from North Texas as well. It, yeah, it very, dis- it feels like, is it me or like, does every year with this team under Jaylee Mitchell feel like at the end of the year, you're like, okay, Right, next, like he's like next year, right? Here we here we go, right? They always end it yeah. positively or optimistically, and then like you're then like by the time conference play starts, you're like, uh, oh, yeah. maybe not, you know? And then like maybe they finish with another good run. You're like, oh, maybe. It, so I don't, it, yeah, it feels like every year they're like on the cusp of something, and then like the next year they just start from like step one again, and then they gotta exactly. build up. I think that's a great way of that's a great way of phrasing it. Yeah, it's a great way. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else on, on that. Just I, I yeah, was no. blown away not, when I saw that. It's a bad like that, again. SFA is good, but that's a bad bad loss. Like that's getting your butt kicked. Down <laughs> forty through three quarters, three quarters. Yeah, and then and then outscored them twenty one to twelve in the fourth quarter. Like after the game was over, so I don't even. Yeah, not good. Um, I did not watch uh, this game, but uh, UTSA hung in there with TCU seventy four sixty seven. Uh, close game there. UTSA continues to battle, continues to 
put up fights with teams that they don't aren't don't have as much talent as. Mm-hmm. Conversely, I don't think we thought TCU was going to be very good this year. Um, but you know, it could be. I don't know what did we have them going in the Big Twelve? Probably uh, what, two wins. I think two wins. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So that, that's got finishing last. Right. I know we had them finishing last. Yeah, so that's probably about right. Um, yeah. Women TCU. Yeah. Ooh, you had four and fourteen. I had three and fifteen. So okay, okay, a little bit better, a little slightly better. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, I don't have anything else on that game. Nope. You're going to shout it out. Uh, another shout out game I did not watch. Texas Tech beat Colorado in overtime. Ooh, I saw this one. Yeah, I saw this one. This one, man, I'm really liking Texas Tech this year, and I don't want it to be like last year where they started off really good again. Uh, and because I, I don't know that one. That last year felt like a team kind of flying by the seat of its pants and like, oh, look, here we go. Like, you know, like we're waiting for Vivian Gray to get there. And like Riley McKinney's doing crazy stuff. And it was kind of like, I don't know. I felt like they were catching teams off guard. I think Riley McKinney's taking a little bit of a step forward. I think 22 points in this game. Bailey Malpan, shout out uh, the first ever Miss Texas basketball player of the year. Uh, she dropped 20. She's looked really confident so far. I think Krista Gerlich's given her like a pretty good green light. Um, I think she went four of six from three. She's come in and contributed pretty well right away. Brianber Scott just staying healthy. <laughs> uh, one, she had 14 points. She played about 23 minutes, which again, I if she can just manage her minutes and stay healthy, I think this, you know, she becomes eventually that go-to player as they get in the conference. But yeah, I just really, really like, I like what this team's flashing so far. Um, and this is without like players like Jasmine Shavers, who I think is going to eventually play a bigger role. Um, yeah. Katie Farrell missed this game. And like, I, I don't know. I think this team's like, they're pretty deep. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players played about double digit minutes in this game. And with, with a couple others adding like five minutes. So if they can, if they have about eight ish deep and then maybe stretching that to 10 in some nights, I, I don't know, man, Colorado was unbeaten heading into this game and they, they came out and beat them in overtime. And um, for those who want to look at their schedule, uh, this tech team did lose to Jackson State mm-hmm. um, the day before. Yeah. Um, as somebody who watched Jackson State almost beat LSU last year in the tournament. Yeah. Um, I do know, obviously, Jackson State had a, their best player got drafted, so it's not like the same exact team. Uh, Jackson State is is good. Mm-hmm. Very good. 100%. So, 100%. So I, I don't think I noticed. The other thing I noticed about uh, uh, Riley McKinney, which I, I kind of was worried about last year, she's put on some like D1 size. Because like last year it was like, oh, she's getting pushed around. It looked like yeah. she it looked like the Argyle player a little bit still. Mm-hmm. She's put on, she's, she's muscled up a bit. And I think that's helped her a lot because there were some moments where she was, I feel like last year she would have been bumped off the ball a little bit. And she was able to kind of like, kind of like do a couple of, um, uh, a couple of post moves to get in better positioning in the inside. And obviously she's not a post player, but like just maneuver around a little bit better on the inside. And there was stuff that I wasn't seeing last year. So I think just another year of being with, you know, a a power five program and conditioning program has helped her a lot. Yeah. UT Arlington lost to Kansas 79, 74, watched a little bit of this game. Uh, Jare Washington again, leads the team in scoring with 18 star Jacobs, 15. Um, I just – it's such a solid UTA team. I, I mean, know, last year I loved them. This year I love them. 
Yeah. I, I think they're going to be really, really tough. And yeah, um, to back up that Brinks truck for Sharika Wright, because uh, yeah, man, man, she's she's done an incredible job. Especially like I still can't get over how like Krista Gerlich leaves with like a month to go before the season, right? And they hire Sharika Wright, and then she's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like both programs are like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So um, yeah, keep a lookout for them. Obviously, Kayla White, Daisha Benjamin, Jare Washington, Star Jacobs. It feels like every year they have six seven players you're like all right i trust them and i'm mm-hmm. gonna roll with them and that's what they have this year it's like they don't have any gaping holes i i just that's the feeling when i watch them and again they don't shoot a lot of threes they're gonna play through star jacobs and jerry washington and uh kind of go from there so yeah shout out to uta the final game we have here um i do not have the box score up is Taylor played SMU on the women's side. Mm-hmm. And uh, this game was a lot closer than I think, well, I know, than what we th- <laughs> we thought it would be. Uh, it ends up being a 58-55 win for SMU. Let me pull the box score up. Yeah. I think, I want to say, did Asia Blackwell miss the game? Somebody missed, somebody pretty big missed the game for Baylor. I didn't get to see it either. Uh, Blackwell played eight minutes. No, okay, so she must. I don't know if she got hurt. Or something. And also, Dreon Edwards did not play. That was the one. Yeah, I think she's Today. missed. I want to say she's. I don't know. There was something. I saw something about her. Um, I don't know if she's had dealing with a nagging injury or what. But um, okay, so, obviously, those are two big players that are expected to play pretty big parts of this Baylor team this year. Yeah. So, so without those two, um, you know, it makes the result makes a lot more sense. Um, a lot of players. <laughs> I mean, they they didn't shoot well at all from the field. Shot under thirty percent from the field. Shot seven twenty five from three. Oh so, boy, it's it's uh, the it's the concern again, right? <laughs> yeah, you you better hope Asia Black will Andrea and Edwards bring the scoring punch, which they will. Which we knew going into the season, we we're like, okay, these are sure. gonna be these are gonna have to be your top two players, right. and then Sarah Andrews and uh, Jamie Asbury fill in around them. Uh, you got some freshmen here they like that they'll fill in around. Um, I'm not overly concerned with it. If anything, if you want to give SMU more of a pat Ooh, on the back. Because... Well, uh, update on Asia Blackwell, and it's not a good one. Uh, Waco Tribune, let's see. Hold on. Bryce Cherry um, from the Waco Tribune said, Nikki Collin classified Blackwell's injuries lower leg. Um, hasn't signed off the release, but she said it's going to, Collin said it's going to be, she's going to be sidelined a while, if not potentially the season. Which is a massive loss wow. because Drown Edwards is for all for great as she was and she is going to be for them. There goes your perimeter punch. Like she was supposed to be your new star guard, and Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh boy, that's not that good. alters the ceiling of this team drastically. Yeah. Um. That's very unfortunate. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what Dreanna Edwards' situation is, how quickly she can get back. Uh, because this now you look at the ceiling of this team without Asia Blackwell. And I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the, the, the conference as a whole, but I would assume somewhere around fifth out of nine. Mm, I don't know if that – I mean, let me see. I'm trying to think. Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma. 
Oh no, Oklahoma. I'm saying Oklahoma. Um, mm, I'd say fourth. Off the top of my head, probably fourth. I don't know why I said. I don't know why I said nine out of ten. Yeah. I'd say probably around fourth. Um, but that takes them out of the race, the, the, the title race, doesn't it? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I like Sarah Andrews, but, like, like is Texas Tech better? I mean, right now, probably no. Like, if I if I had to answer right now, probably I would lean no. Just because based on – Baylor, look, okay. Sarah Andrews and Jamie Asbury. Yeah. I, I just think that they are – they. They need to be complementary players. I think we saw that last year to a degree, yeah. right? Like it's That's their fair. best whenever you got Nalissa Smith and Quinn Egg with the ball kind of first, played it inside out to a degree. I just I don't think they're efficient enough to be mm-hmm. your go-to type players here. And that's why I really like the combination of Blackwell and Edwards with them, you know, leading the charge with the other guards kind of falling in place. Right. If if it has to be those two guards with Dreana Edwards. I don't know how much better they are than Texas Tech. I don't. That's fair. Yeah. So that's fair. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Gonna also, be I believe I believe Caitlin Bickle's also been out. So it's like it's just like they have just been yeah. decimated by. I want to say yeah, uh, Darby Brown from KWTX says she returned to practice yesterday, so she's been out too. So like, yeah, injury is just just like <laughs> taking this team and oh my goodness, yeah. If Biggles that, out too for any period of time, like because she's she's not gonna come back and be herself. Probably she's gonna take no. a couple games. So like, if she's hopefully she's healthy by conference. But now it's like okay, now you have your best bench player last year <laughs> and missing time, and your potentially your best player out. And yeah, and that's why last year was so concerning. Where they only had like you know X, like had like what eight nine scholarship players, something like that, like right. some incredibly low number. And so it's like all right, this is gonna have to actually be a rebuild. Rebuild, even if we didn't. Want it to be, we didn't expect it to be at Baylor to be a rebuild. Yeah. You have to accrue that depth that you need yep. to where obviously, like, if you lose a star player like that, it's going to hurt no matter what. But like, now they're relying on how many freshmen are going to have to play. Like, yeah, I know, uh, Dariana Little Bug, Little Page Bugs has been, um, she's one of their star recruits that they brought in, but she's kind of taken a little bit to get going. They're Bella playing her a lot. Boy. Yeah, I know they're playing her a lot, um, Little Page Bugs, but she's still struggling to shoot from the floor. Like, you know, it's, 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 again, she's a, she's a freshman. She's not going to – she's not supposed to – not every freshman comes in playing incredible. So um, – but they're probably going to need her to grow up a little bit uh, quicker now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's a tough situation yeah. in Waco. Um, obviously hope for a speed recovery for uh, Asia Blackwell. Great player there um we got anything else uh that's it for me um that was all i saw this week i'm excited to see this weekend though man we got like you mentioned with baylor and uh, baylor and virginia later today um and we'll have some more trying to think if there's any more marquee matchups we're missing out yeah the the houston oregon game yes houston oregon's gonna be a great game i'm yeah very excited for that one Um, oh wait i did mention over the week uh in our last pod and now I'm not looking forward to this game. Uh, Baylor does get Maryland. I forgot about that on the women's side. So that'll be Sunday. So No. no. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch that game. Uh, yeah, I will be ignoring One game, game I will definitely watch is UTA at Oklahoma. Okay. 
Number 16, Oklahoma. I, did, I don't know why I didn't think Oklahoma was that good. Oklahoma's – so you're right. Baylor might be like fifth now without those players. Um, yeah. But UTA versus Oklahoma. We'll see. We'll see if Star Jacobs can get a, get some eyes rolling. Yep. Um, and on Monday, I, I think is right. I think on Mondays when the AP poll comes out usually. So yeah. we'll have that to react to if Houston – Houston should be the number one team in the country in my opinion i think so i think let me see unc hasn't lost have they that's my only no, worry but they had just... some close wins that were ugly houston yeah. has looked infinitely better than than North no Carolina. i i agree i i think i don't know i think people are writing they're doing that thing with ucla that they did a couple years ago where it's like oh they made the title run they made the the you know a big yeah, big run exactly. so therefore we should bump them up and it's like well they weren't good that great last year like they made the sure they made the title game but it's like come on like yeah no North Carolina's three wins this year have been very unimpressive. Right. All, all of I think all of them by 16 or less against yeah, no. Wilmington, Charleston, and Gardner Webb. Yeah. So Houston should be number one if if you know if I had a vote, Houston would be number one. Um, I am not going to go too much beyond that, but like you know, yeah. we'll see where uh, Texas and Baylor. Fall. I was about to say I'm curious you know, to see how far Texas jumps because they were 11. So does that vault them into the top five right like i don't know it could because they crushed the number two team in the country so i don't know i want three texas teams in the top five that's really oh, that'd be cool. amazing right and then i want and then i want you know tech will continue to move up i think they're 25th so mm-hmm. they've they've won they'll move up a little bit i just want sam houston state if look if if they're doing their job if yeah. people are doing their job sam houston state will be will be receiving votes okay votes plural plural votes there's i really think there's a chance by by december because remember they they're, they should be favored in these next three matchups and if people look and see oklahoma and utah on their wins it's like uh, maybe mark a little mark a little receiving votes one or two votes <laughs> uh we forgot one game one game uh which i didn't watch because it um it was played at like an awkward time when i was working uh Texas oh yes. and men yeah lost to murray state uh I don't have too much to take away from this. Uh, they scored I mean, 28 points in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I think Murray State is a solid team. I was about um, to say, they're, they're a decent program. I'm not, you know, I don't think it's an awful loss, but when no, you think it's about not an awful loss at all. What you think, what, just, this, what your kind of hopes for AM, you would think they would take care of business there. Exactly. That's it. That's all. That's all. I just, you know, they were ranked 24th or something like that or something along those lines. I just think they should have beaten this team. Yeah, maybe he's not top, you know, fringe top 100 team, Murray State. You'd like to see AM, you know, put it together a little bit. Well, it's like AM shot like 22% from three. Like they shot almost 30. So I wonder if they got caught in a little bit of a catch up game. Yeah. Which I mean, probably the bane of Buzz Williams' existence having to score 88. Winning <laughs> offensive rebounds for AM and uh, forced 17 turnovers. And uh, still just could not get the ball to go in the hole. That's the whole point of the game. Um, so, yeah, anyways, that's worth noting. But uh, just something to watch because AM now has Colorado and DePaul as its next two games and then SMU and then Boise State. So uh, they got a, quite a schedule here I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. Memphis as well in that, in that mix. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh. Oh, my, uh, another game. We're just continuing here. Prairie View beat Washington oh, State. Oh, geez, yes. Oh my gosh. Shout out did, to Prairie you did, View. You did text me about that. I completely, I completely. It was on Tuesday. Like it. it was on Tuesday. Right, right. Okay, yeah. It was so, just after we recorded that. It was a long time ago. Monday. Hey, man. 
at the same time, as much as I want these teams to keep scheduling swack opponents, swack baby. Uh, I I don't know what to say. Like they get that they get that check and they get that win. Let's go. <laughs> maybe don't schedule the swack opponents, but at the same time, definitely keep scheduling them, please. Yep. We need the content. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Shout out Will Douglas, who dropped a nice twenty six piece um, on nine to seventeen. Or I'm sorry, I Kimpon breaks it up. So. 11 of 20 shooting. Golly. What a guy. Um, but yeah, good one for, for PV over there. there we and go, I dude. think I think that's everybody. Yeah. I was about to say, I think we now hit everybody. So I think we're good. Texas Tech. No, we we hit them last time, I think. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh that's all we got. We've we've run long enough. Um, but yeah, let's we hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Uh check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. Subscribe over there. Uh send it to a friend. Um subscribe. Uh, leave a like as well. Leave a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to the podcast, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, follow us on YouTube at DCT Basketball. And, yeah, that's all we got. We'll be back on uh, probably Tuesday for the next episode. So, yeah, thanks for joining us.